from the Summer Skate Studios behind the Mask Hockey Shops present College Hockey West Live for November 13th, 2022. Behind the Mask College Hockey West Live is brought to you by Peterson Toyota. College graduate, member of the military, and you might be eligible for a special rebate or discount. See us at petersontoyota.com. Top Golf. Let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team building event. See your regional center or go to topgolf.com. The NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza. Whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust, Jets Pizza is better because it has to be. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. AT&T Wireless, unlimited high-speed 5G data at no extra cost. Liberty University, play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. M-Drive, natural support for men looking to increase energy, strength, and drive. Always free delivery at mdriveformen.com. Summer skates, whether our original red or new black shower shoes, show your game and style at summerskates.com. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. And by Drury Inns and Suites, travel happy again. Book your next stay at druryhotels.com or at 1-800-DRURY-IN. College Hockey West Live from the Summer Skate Studios, presented by Behind the Mask, is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. Welcome in, hockey fans. Indeed, it is Sunday night, which means it's time for another episode of College Hockey West Live. Scott Strandy joining you tonight from uh, a beautiful Harris property in Southern California, in Rincon, California. As we prepare to do another episode of College Hockey West Live, my co-host is always Paul Hornstein joining me from beautiful Long Island, New York. Paul, before you say anything, yeah, I heard an echo from the from Madison Square Garden. I think really? I heard ASU, ASU, ASU. Am I right? Nice. Yeah, well, apparently that's the case. How about them Sun Devils? How about them? Yeah, I they like get a that. sweep, and it echoes all the way to Madison Square yeah. Garden. All the way ah. to Manhattan, baby. <laughs> love it. Love it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, baby. Uh, okay, yeah. so uh, I just arrived here about 45 minutes ago on this beautiful property in Southern California. Right. Um, That's good to be the So, yeah, I'm just going to – can I just go off the show and just look at the pool for a little while? Why don't you do it from the pool? Oh, yeah, it's dark, and they're closed. <laughs> anyway, <It's> dark? <laughs> yeah, it's very dark, very okay. dark at the moment. But anyway, uh, another beautiful Caesars property, a Harris uh, Resort uh, Casino in uh, beautiful Southern California. Paul, it's, it's about centrally located between San Diego, right. Ontario, right. and Coachella Valley. You know what all three of those have to do with our company, correct? They're better than my basement. <laughs> Yeah, they're also the home of our AHL uh, teams, three of them okay. in Southern California. So uh, what a great location this is. Happy to be here. Happy to be on uh, doing another great West College Hockey podcast. Big things happened over the weekend, Paul. You know it as well as I do. There were sweeps. There was a split. 
And there were some teams that took the the weekend off, a well-deserved weekend off for uh, Fairbanks and Lindenwood. And our poor friends at Anchorage, they just ran into a buzzsaw in the Arizona State Sun Devils. Uh, okay, at least they did on, on, on Friday night. Let's put it that way. Um, they had a but they ran into a buzzsaw Saturday night too. They just had one heck of a performance from Jared Whale, their uh, goaltender, making his first NCAA start, I believe. Uh well, that's you know, I mean, I guess that's like facing a rookie left-handed pitcher. Um, it, that those guys always seem to befuddle people in their first starts. Well, maybe that's just a Mets. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> he was solid. He was very solid. Uh, positioning, did everything he could to keep his team in the game all the way to the very end. But let's just face it, this Sun Devil team, I told you, Paul, and you you, you don't want to admit it because you're an alum and you want, don't want to sound like a homer. This is a top 10 team in college hockey. Uh, they're not there yet. They're a top 10 team in college hockey. They'll prove it before the end of this uh, calendar year. How about that? Uh, I hope you're right. I would be rare that you would be, but I hope you're right. No, no, no. Just go back and look at my magic numbers and what it takes to get into the tournament. I've been right more than once. Anyway, this team is really good. And and I told you today off air, I said, the reason that this Sun Devil team is as good as they are is twofold. Number one, they've got a great goaltender, probably the best since Joey Decord, and who knows? Maybe he will challenge Joey's records by the time uh, T.J. Semptonfelter leaves uh, Tempe, Arizona. Good. But the other thing that they have, Paul, is they've depth, but they have talented depth. When Coach looks us in the eye as media and says, you know, I know we didn't have Como, and he could have played had he had we needed him to, but why? Why play a guy 80% when we got guys that are, you know, equally up to the task that are 100%? Well, I mean, obviously, if you can play, avoid playing a guy that's injured and a guy that we know is as important to that roster as Cummins has been, um, why take the chance? Because you got a lot of big games coming up. And I'm not trying to put down Anchorage. We love Matt Chasby and we love the Alaska Anchorage programs. And. You know, Fairbanks, too. We don't want to leave them out, even though they didn't play this week, and neither did Lindenwood. Um, Got to throw those in there. Um, you know, it's it's a team that, at least on paper, you should beat, even if you're not 100% healthy. Now, I'm not saying if you're down four defensemen, you're going to beat them, or, you know, you're missing your entire top line that you're going to beat them. But theoretically, at the health that they had, they should have been a favorite to beat them. And they did. Took a little going. Um, because that's what happens when you get a top notch goaltending performance, right? You you start to grip your stick a little tighter and Lord knows they missed the net enough on yeah, Saturday night. Yeah. I, I counted I think thirty times, Paul. <laughs> it was, um it was something else. Um and, and they got the, forty shots on goal. Yeah, and and let me tell you, if um if two teams that are in our coverage area start hitting the net a little more frequently, there's going to be some eight spots. I told you this off air too. There's going to be some eight spots put up on the offensive side of things because Denver missed a bunch of nets the other night. When I watched them against St. Cloud, they were much better at North Dakota and completed a sweep. 
but uh, they missed the net a bunch of times, including four open nets, um, which which is, you know, you want to put those away when you get the opportunity, right? I mean, you don't want to leave that open net yawning at you and you don't bury it. So, so between them and the Sun Devils, when they start getting things on net, pucks are going to start to go in. It's just the law of averages. And when they go in, those numbers are going to pile up in a hurry. So, so that's what I noticed this weekend uh, being in Mullet Arena. Um, I will also say that uh, they played without Jackson Niedermeyer, who um, right. has been a mainstay and very good, but Tucker Ness filled in very, very well in his uh, limited minutes, if you will. And Kate Stibby made his debut and lasted one shift. Coach Powers, if you haven't seen my uh, interview or the post-game comments after uh, on Twitter, you need to go look at that at uh, College Hockey West or College Hockey um, w, I, I guess that's how it looks. I, I felt really bad because I saw he was in the lineup <laughs> and I messaged his father and said congratulations on, on you know, Cade making his debut. And by the, he and by the time he answered me, his 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 kid had already been kicked out of the game, and I was like, oh man, now I feel like <laughs> a real schmuck. Coach Coach Bowers took it kind of in stride. He said, "We're going to give him a really bad time that he only lasted one shift in his first NCAA game." But uh, he said the kid's going to get more opportunities. He's a good player. It was uh, he he. Coach Bowers thought it was a major penalty, but he didn't think it deserved the game misconduct and was hoping it was going to be just a five-minute major. They kill it off and give him a chance to go out and redeem himself, but that's not how the officiating crew saw it, and uh, unfortunately, Cade didn't get to last very long in his first nope. first nope. game, but boy, you could see the energy in him. The other thing, Paul, that I thought was really enthusiastic from the Sun Devils was when Lucas Sillinger scored that goal, um, he just let out a yell. And I got a picture of him sliding across the ice celebrating. That was like, you know what? Finally, finally, we buried one on this guy. And well, you can kind of just feel the relief uh, in that entire uh, Sun Devil um, locker room and bench area. Well, I don't think there's, you know, you start to play a game like that. And, you know, how many times have we seen it over our, God, I can't hate this, 50 plus years of watching hockey? Holy smokes. Um, how many times have, have you seen it where a team is dominating a game and they can't score? And the goalie is standing on their heads. Now, we usually only hear about it necessarily in a playoff match, in the playoff game. But, you know, it happens in a regular season too. And, that's, and, and as we're getting halfway through the game and it's starting to get into the deep into the second period, you're like, oh, man, are they going to get this guy at all? And then you could just see like a fluky one going in down on the other end. And then, you know, it's Katie bar the door, and then you start really squeezing your stick, and you really start trying to be too perfect, and ASU has that problem enough. And you remember what I texted you? I said, uh, they got to quit letting them hang around. And that was nothing against uh, Anchorage at all. No, uh, it was I the mean, fact that they, they weren't finishing things like they needed to. And sometimes you say the say two things to me. You say they're trying to be too perfect and they need to crash the net. Yep. And then they started crashing the net and they started to just fire shots at the goaltender instead of trying to pick corners. Um, I noticed probably four or five times that I can remember 
that there were shots labeled for corners that missed. Had they been in, they would have been great goals. But because they missed, uh, usually it turns into uh, an opportunity for the opponent to break out. And, you know, if you're going to do that against teams that are more skilled, you're going to get killed. Yeah, it's not gonna it's not gonna you work. Know, and that's again nothing to take away from Anchorage because no, this is not they're a an slap. upcoming team, but they're uh they're just not they're not Denver, let's put it that way. No, this yeah, this is not a knock on, on, on Anchorage. I mean, you know, they're a gritty team and you know, I, I, I've said it all along since the first game of the season that you know, they're not they're not afraid and they're in just about every game. You know, they are a very gritty team yep. as as their counterparts in the other part of the state were last year and are again this year. Okay, I told you before the show that we weren't going to start with Arizona State. That <laughs> right, and well, <laughs> we were going to start up, with, dude. Uh, but, I, but I brought it up because I could hear those chants coming from, uh, from uh, Madison Square Garden, the old ASU, ASU. And if they yeah, started, fine. if they finished that off, Paul, with on to victory, um, then, then we got a problem, I think. Well, it's fine. Whatever. <laughs> you want to talk about Air Force? Yeah, let's talk about Air Force. A, a very strange weekend, and I, and 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 uh, their 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 season so far has been very up and down. They play great. They 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 play great one night. And struggle the other night, or vice versa, or, or you know, they 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 played great against Notre Dame, and they came out and lost that first game at Lyndon. Came back the next night, played much better. Uh, played very solid in beating RIT at home, and lost the next night because they didn't play as well. Um, you could say the same thing for the two games at CC. Um, they did sweep Anchorage, but, you know, they went right back to the pattern with Bentley. They didn't play well on Friday night. They came back very solidly on Saturday. And as strange as it all seems, they've won four out of their last five with that pattern. So um, they are 6-5-1 six and, six, and one on the season, 2-2 two and two in Atlantic hockey. And uh, I'll be very, very curious to see uh, how they start playing when they don't have class. I don't know yeah. what Christmas break is. They got this long road trip coming up, and maybe that changes because they don't have to be whatever they have to do with the academy. So maybe they get to sleep a little bit later. You know, maybe their day is not as physically rigorous on the, on those first game nights. Although this weekend they're playing Saturday, Sunday, as opposed to Friday, Saturday. Let, so let I don't, me bring I don't up, know when they're leaving. Let me bring up a couple of points. Uh, and I know that the team, and I know Coach Territory won't bring this up, but a couple of their losses have come um, when Coach has been suffering some medical um, issues. And you told me today that on the broadcast, they said that he was not on the bench on Friday night. And um, we both know Frank Territory very well. And he's... He's a guy that his presence alone, whether he coaches or not, just his presence uh, affects his team a lot, maybe a lot more than other coaches. And that's not to take away from any other coaches. I'm just saying that because of his years at the academy, his experience and the way he runs his program at the academy, I think 
that that might have something to do with those performances. So that's first and foremost. And that's not to take away from his assistant coaches either. No, not at all. Not at all. Just I'm just saying Frank. that it, when you go, yeah, when you go to the Air Force Academy, you know Frank Serratore is the guy in charge. Um, so I, I don't know if they're if their focus just isn't quite there when he's not around, or um, or if their focus is somewhere else. Part of it, I don't know. I'm just speculating on that. Um, but anyway, we hope Frank is doing well. Um, we had him on the show last week, and and uh, he told us he was doing well and seemed to be okay. So we hope that there's nothing lingering on that. But um, we uh, we definitely care about him a lot. Oh, okay. Sure. Um, the other thing is, uh, Rick Zombo told us last week that when they played Bentley, they thought this might be our legitimate chance to get a sweep. As it turned out, it was a week later at at Army. But but they looked at Bentley and they said, okay, they're they're not they're not normal top notch Bentley. They're down a little bit this year, and this might be our opportunity. But Bentley got the first night on them as well, and uh, first or second, I can't remember. They got one of them. Let's put it that way. Um, so I'm just wondering about Bentley. Do do people uh, are people underestimating Bentley, and they come in and they 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 surprise somebody? I don't know. Uh, that league is very topsy-turvy this year um if you look you know uh, aic has been the standard bearer in that league for a while now um and uh, right now um, after they've played uh, uh eight games they have nine points they're six they're five points behind niagara who's also played five games uh for eight games Okay. Um, and they're 11 points behind second place Sacred Heart, who've played 10 games, and 17 points behind first place RIT. Okay. Um, and that's with the second most amount of games played in the conference. Holy Cross has only played seven. Kenesha, six. Air Force, Bentley, and Mercyhurst have only played four. And Army's only played three conference games. Um, so I don't know. <laughs> um, it, it, it does seem to me that it's too early for those teams that have only played four games in the conference. To know, um, you know, Air Force is at least at five hundred in the league. Uh, of the teams that are not in first and second place, you know, I mean, Niagara is kind of quietly sitting there in third. I I don't even know, I don't know if they've played enough games yet in the league to know if Bentley's having a down year or not. Okay, fair point. Um, do you want to shout out to what guy blessing the Chandler Arizona kid? who plays at Air Force and got a shutout um, against uh, Bentley on Saturday night, a 2 nothing yeah. shutout, and he made a spectacular save. I don't know if you've seen that on Twitter, Paul, but what a save he made outside of his net, diving across the net and blocking the shot. It yeah, was unbelievable. So yeah. uh, Guy Blessing's for real, and Coach knows, Coach Territory knows that. Um, he's working real hard to uh, make him the next great Air Force goaltender, as he told us the other night. Yep. So... Uh, when you've got a great goaltender, guess what? You can do some things, can't you? Oh, well, I mean, that's what it comes down to. It always comes down to goaltending in the end. 
I mean, it may not start that way, but it always comes down to goaltending in the end. Okay, so so let's lead in the goaltending because uh, we need to talk about what's going on at Colorado College. Um, Caden Emberico, Caden the Sponge Emberico. Oh, um, stop just it. Continually, <laughs> he's continually oh, doing oh, what we stop. thought was going to happen. Caden, you love the sponge. You know it. Uh, anyway. You don't, but that's um, okay. Yeah, he does. That's not he the does. swag brothers. Yeah, yeah, he he loves it though. Uh, anyway, uh, another great weekend on the road for uh, Chris Mayad and the Colorado College Tigers as they uh, traveled to Oxford, which is never easy. Miami is trying to get things together and trying to be um, an upper echelon NCHC team, as is Colorado College. First game on Friday goes to uh, overtime and ultimately a shootout it ends in an official tie right but uh how big paul do you think uh getting the extra point for winning the shootout was it for one caden Emberico who who shut him down in a shootout competition in nchc play well first of all uh, as i'm sure he would say and the coaches would say you got five out of six points on a road trip um I don't know of too many coaches that wouldn't take that very often. Okay. They, 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 you know, they, they played two games that were tight. Um, a lot of special teams, you know, a lot of great penalty killing by CC. You know they 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 were they were five for five killing penalties in in in, in Friday night and uh, on Saturday night they were almost as good oh for you know four for four so they were nine for nine on the kill this weekend. Both of their goals on Saturday night were power play goals, and you know that's not an unusual formula. Oh and by the way, their only goal on Friday night was power play goal too. Um, by so, the way, Hunter McCown leads the country in power play goals to seven. Um, yeah, I mean, that helps. And, you know, when when you win special teams and you get really good goaltending. Not a bad formula, huh? It's a pretty good formula. Now, listen, um, I would still say that if you talk to Embarico, he would probably ha- want to have a couple of those back, maybe even both of the ones he gave up this weekend. But he was big time in the third <laughs> period on Saturday night. <laughs> Do you listen to what you just said? He would probably like to have both of those that he gave up this weekend back. Yeah, he's a freshman, Paul. He's a yeah. freshman I, in I know NCHC that. hockey, and I you're saying that. and you're saying that he only gave up two goals, and he'd probably like to have them back. Well, his I mean, team that's, only scored three too. So that's I know, not but good. that's pretty pretty good accolades right there. Uh, I'll, let me just tell you what Chris I'm May not saying told he's not me. Good, he just I know. I just you, first of all. I know. I'm just saying, I'm just trying to put it into perspective for people that this kid's a freshman and um, and you're saying that he he could have kept them scoreless, Miami scoreless this weekend. Pretty close. Um, anyway. Yeah, I'm saying that. Uh, yeah. Okay. Once again, Miami, no disrespect. Uh, so I haven't had a chance to visit with Coach Mayotte. Um, we had breakfast on Wednesday, by the way, so I got a lot of, uh, got a lot of stuff in. But anyway, um, uh, I texted him afterwards, and I just said, congratulations, Coach. I said, uh, go get the sweep. That was Friday night. And he said, thank you. Need it. Big one tomorrow for us. And after the win on uh, 
on Saturday night. I said, great win, coach. I said, uh, your goaltender is special. And he said, thank you. We'll take it. Not our best, but good to get a win. Well, listen, I, I mean, you, you always got to take, I mean, there's no such thing as ugly wins. I don't care. Um, and say whatever you, you know, you can say whatever hey, I, you want. Can I say um, something? I've, I've heard that it doesn't matter what the score is in the pairwise rankings. It does not. Okay. Thanks. And just just in case yeah. any of my fellow uh, <laughs> ASU. I wasn't directed at anybody in particular. That was just, I was just making that statement that the pairwise yeah. does not look at scores. It looks like wins and losses and opponents yeah. wins yeah. and losses. Correct. Yeah. That's okay. correct. Just wanted to get that out there. Anyway. Um, so, so Caden and has got a great weekend. The Tigers go on the road and they start to come together a little bit. I think they get a, uh, extra point overtime game and they get a win at Miami. Like I said, you, um, got, you got five points out of six on the road. I mean, yeah, you'll take it. You'll take it. You, 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 you would take five out of six at home. Oh yeah. They week. would have against Duluth. I'll tell you that, you know, so. You know, you and any weekend you get five points out of six is a good weekend. Um, especially, you know, in, 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 in conference play. And, you know, if you look at those very, very early standings, and I do mean very early, right? Uh, Miami and Denver have played six games each. Everybody else has played four. And CC right now is sitting there. With eight points in third place. Yeah, exactly. And guess who they got coming to town this weekend? And uh, I just wish I could have been there for this, but I can't. Uh, St. Cloud State is coming to Robeson Arena to uh, to take on the Tigers. And what a matchup that's going to be because we both, be... we both are saying that we're not sure about St. Cloud State yet. And they didn't help themselves or our thoughts, I don't think, this weekend against Western splitting a series in St. Cloud, and I didn't think either one of those two teams was particularly impressive. Well, I know where the outliers. And once again, I hate it when I when you agree with me because then I feel like I'm wrong. Um, but <laughs> but uh, I have not seen anything out of St. Cloud in Western Michigan that makes me say, yeah, these are I, I these are good solid NCAA tournament-ready teams. Now, the pairwise might say differently, and the other people that have polls or opinions and ballots, etc. I shouldn't say other people that have polls because I should say other people that have ballots uh, seem to disagree with me, and I'm okay with that. It wouldn't be the first time that I've st- I, 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 I didn't agree with the crowd. That uh, the Huskies and the haven't Broncos agreed with me. <laughs> that's the scarier part. But um, <laughs> I just I don't see it. I, I don't. There's nothing I sit there and see and be like, yeah, that's a really good team. Here's the interesting concept this weekend. Coming back to Robeson Arena, one Dominic Bassey is going to be in goal at least one of the nights. At least I would once, presume, anyway. uh, against the uh, the Colorado College Tigers. And um, is he going to have a chip on his shoulder to uh, to try to show that uh, they shouldn't have let him leave or or offered him the opportunity to leave? Or is uh, 
Is it going to be the other way that the CC is going to show them that, hey, you know what? Uh, we're doing okay without you. Publicly or privately? Both. And it wouldn't be human if you didn't want to show somebody they're wrong. You just it, you just wouldn't be. So if you're going to ask me, do I, I think he's going to come in there with something to prove? Of course he is. He's not going to say it. He might say it after the game. Or he might say it after Saturday night's game if he plays both games, depending on the outcome. But if he wins, he's going to be a little happier than he probably normally would be after a win. And if he loses, he's probably going to be a little bit more bummed out than he would be after a loss. It's just human nature. Okay, so so let me ask you this. Uh, for Colorado College, they're trying to make a statement in the NCHC to show that they deserve to be an upper echelon, a top four team, if you will. Is this another statement weekend, or is every weekend in the NCHC a statement weekend for Chris Mayotte and his team? I think when you're not a program named Denver, you're not a program named North Dakota, and um, we're still going to give your Bulldogs that benefit of the doubt to this point. Um, every weekend is a weekend with something to prove in the NCHC. And we're giving Duluth the benefit of the doubt just because of who they are. Um, they haven't exactly played like that on the ice. Yeah, I totally agree with you. So, um, okay, so uh, we're about at the halfway point. Maybe we need to take a break here, catch our breath, if you okay. will, and come back and talk about um, the two teams that, that earned sweeps this weekend. Uh, we've already talked about, about Arizona State a little bit, but we'll get back into it because there's more to talk about, especially what lies ahead for them over the next uh, two weekends. And, uh, of course, with Pioneers as well, you know, we'll have to discuss what they're doing because uh, some freshman ball stood up for them as well again. Um, you know, and I had a chance to interview. I, I requested interviews with Jared Wright and uh, Aiden Thompson this week before they left. It was all you. They had Coincidence? Coincidence? Obviously not. No, okay, just saying. I'm the one that asked for them. Anyway, <sighs> we'll, we'll be back in just a couple of minutes to, uh, to talk some more College Hockey West Live. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Gensel banks it towards the goal. He scores. Gail McCarr. Gail He scores. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Oh my goodness gracious man. CollegeHockeyInc.com and follow at College Hockey. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. 
go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. From the nation's best college hockey conference, access exclusive on-demand content and watch more than 140 live games. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. On your phone, computer, or stream to your TV. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. When you can't be there, be here. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. So you're a few weeks.